the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, Dan Slagle from SNS Tire is sitting to my left. His nephew, Brad, is sitting to my right. And basically, this is a three-generation transition. Yours and your brother Rob's dad and mom started it. And he belongs to Rob. Brad yep. belongs to Rob. And so he's kind of a third-generation guy. Absolutely. Here's the great news about third-generation guys. Most of them won't care if you make a mistake <laughs> because they've already made it. <laughs> and everybody learns from their mistakes, so don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, here's the magic words. I'm sorry. That's all. <laughs> Just say, I'm sorry, and that's it. Or you can say, is this a mistake you've made before? I, and you should have taught me this, the, the solution to this. So um, <laughs> it, I can get you in a lot of trouble if I continue on. I'm writing these notes down, yeah, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's the magic word. I, I, and it works with my family, too. Renee goes, did you really keep the horses in that corral for two days? Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I forgot. So <laughs> and if I forgot, it's kind of. <laughs> All righty. Let's talk about Larry Harker's auto repair. 43rd Avenue in Indian School. He's been around since Jesus was a baby. He actually started in 1967 but bob that runs the shop and ellen that runs the front they are a pair that you you you're comfortable with ellen you don't have to talk to her for more than a minute and a half to know that nobody at that shop pushes her around she's polite she's firm but she's nice and she knows more about cars than many of the guys that are going to walk in the door but bob in the shop is different you wave that red flag in front of the bull. You tell him, I've got this problem, and I've had it to 10 other shops, and nobody can fix it. You can see him just light up. Leave your car here, and I'll find it. Send him a Dodge truck the other day that had that story, had had it to everybody in town. He found the bad connection behind the radio in the dash and fixed the thing. That was one of those things that cost $210 to find it and a dollar to fix it. That was one of the, Now, that doesn't happen very often. But that's what happens at Larry Harker's Auto. I want, real quick before I go to Larry, Larry, you hang on. And anybody else, we've got three lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Richard, um, I do have a couple of other comments. I still want you to run between half and three quarters on your temperature gauge. I, I want you to do that, and I've explained that we're trying to boil the water out of the car. When I first started in 1968, we never saw a motor go north of 100,000 miles, and when we took it apart, like I said, we literally used scoops to remove the, uh, the, the sludge that was in the engine. There's also a lot of other benefits. Your oil will last longer, your filter will last longer, and your car will love you more. Now, the other thing on top of all of that is, is I'm an advocate of driving your car like you stole it. So it's important to know that your car's like a horse. If he just walks his whole life, then he'll never run. He'll never trot. 
So it's important to exercise the car every once in a while and a floorboard acceleration going up a hill for the count uh, for a two or three minute ride. Floorboard acceleration doesn't hurt um, anybody's any. It's not going to hurt the car's feelings and and it's going to benefit you with respect to uh, to rattle in the carbon off of the uh, cylinders and the head and stuff like that. So that's a real benefit. Last but not least, there is a difference between your car on the city streets and the car on the highway. We're going to turn the fans off when you're doing 60 miles an hour because the airflow through the radiator is sufficient. So if you have an overheating problem that gets worse on the highway, most of the time you have a plugged radiator. If you have an overheating problem that goes away when you get on the highway, then you've got a fan problem. So the symptoms is I overheat 100% of the time, I get really hot city driving, or I get really hot uh, highway driving. That's all you need. And if the guy looks at you and, and he goes, you know, what does all that mean? Then you say, well, would you check the air in my tires and you get the hell out of there? So the idea is, is there are specific symptoms and I've just given you the three. And you haven't convinced me that you have an overheat at idle or overheat on the freeway. And I would expect that you had different readings for both of those. Because when you're doing 45 miles an hour, we aren't shoving that much air through the radiator. But 60, 70 miles an hour, we are. So hopefully that, that took care of it. Is Larry there? Hi, Mark. Good Hi, morning. Larry. Good morning. Um, I have a situation. I inherited my dad's car, okay. and it has special meaning because I helped him pick it out and went shopping with him when he bought it seven years ago. So okay. it's like brand new. It's 30,000 miles. I'll be driving it back from Michigan uh, this summer. It's 2,000 miles. Okay. Um, I guess I'm concerned at that point in terms of belts, hoses, and tires. And I was wondering what you would recommend. You know, at 30,000 miles, um, I, I'd come with you. Dan? Uh, absolutely. It, uh, the belts and hoses and everything, the uh, tires at uh, seven years old. You yeah, that's may, kind of an iffy. You may want to uh, just stop by, uh, stop by a tire shop and have them uh, take a look at them. At seven years old, they're getting up, that's getting up there in age. Where we get uncomfortable with that. So uh, okay. we need to look. There's a date code on the tire, and it'll tell us what week and what year it's made. Um, what's your pr- where? <clears throat> I know discount won't touch them at all after they're what seven years old. Yeah, I think seven. And 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 there's and we're not doing the same. We're we're not touching them at all. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the our litigious society has uh, forced that upon pretty much all of us. But it's um, doesn't necessarily mean the tire's bad at seven years. Um, but finding somebody to repair one or you know work on one could definitely be a challenge because of the because of the chances of us getting sued and 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 my personal my personal belt and hose stuff is is about 6 years and 80,000 miles that's my personal so most people are going to hit the 80,000 before the 6 years but like i said the 7-year-old car with 30k on it now i take it and have an oil change done and i before i took it to a shop i type their name john's auto repair reviews and see if people like him if everybody that's gone in there for a 1995 oil change complains that he gave him an estimate for $3,000 worth of work you might stay away from that shop so take it in, have the oil changed, and now part of the oil change is checking the air and all the tires, including the spare, checking all your fluids, your belts, and your hoses, and to give it a good visual check over to look for leaks or loose bolts or exhaust leaks. So just take it in for that kind of service, 
and uh, and if you want, you can buy you know road service for a month at a time, and and if that would give you peace. But like I said, I, I'd come back with you. I, I don't think okay. you need to worry a lot, lose a lot of sleep. Okay. Right. Thanks a lot, Mark. Appreciate you, it. You bet. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And we've got somebody on hold. Who is it? That would be Craig. Craig, good morning to you. How can I help you? Well, morning, Mark. Uh, I have a 2014 uh, Prius with uh, about 46,000 miles on it. And I've noticed that my mileage on the computer uh, after each gas fill, I reset the trip meter and it tells me how much I'm getting per, per trip. And I'm only averaging in to the 40 to the 41 mile per gallon range. I know a lot of people are crying that I'm getting that high. but I am. Um, yeah, I'm just wondering. I mean, my, when I got it a couple of years ago, I was averaging 46, 48. Okay. I'm just wondering. I need an average the year because when we get into the summertime, we got humidity and we're aspirating some um, water with the air. And and it, and also we're running the the cooling system. We're running air conditioning. That's going to bring it down. And we're also having our we're taxing our our, our cooling system of the engine. So it's yeah. Not I know. Last, last summer I was getting about forty six. Okay. This summer I'm only getting about forty one. Okay. Um, on on the Prius, I'm told that um, everything to do with the computer and the the miles per gallon has to do with your right foot. Now, you probably on your Prius have a gauge that has some semblance of green, orange, and red. Correct. Yeah, it's it's okay. uh, it's battery, eco, and power. Okay. And power just takes you down to like zero miles per gallon, and battery takes you to 100. That's it. Um, in your three sections, you, if you keep it down low and you drive it as with the proverbial egg between your foot and the throttle, um, you'll increase. As we get older, we have shorter tempers, damn it. And um, and so sometimes we drive more aggressively as we get older, but that's what my wife says. So I don't know if there's any science or medical stuff behind that. But and my bottom line is is I wouldn't worry about it. I think it's... I think I would much rather have you go through this summer, and we're halfway through it, and then maybe do September to December and see if there's a difference. But well, there will be a difference. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about that. I'm just saying, I, I am a bit of a lead foot, uh, okay. but I am driving pretty much the same I did last summer. So I didn't know if it was some, if there was a computer setting or maybe a fuel filter going on or something. Nope. That, that, nope. N- nope. Okay. If you if you got full wide throttle and you can get that little car up to 70 80 90 miles an hour it doesn't have a fuel filter problem besides fuel filter problem it it causes other symptoms the fuel economy has nothing to do with it now as far as the engine and the computers liking and not liking things i promise you that that prius would raise its hand and tell you if something was wrong so no Uh, news is good news Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960, Gil, give me their name. Say hello to Neil. Neil. Say hello to Neil. Is what Gil actually is the pilot that runs the plane. I'm sitting in the back in the first class section. He does all the work, so he's the one that answers the phone. So you can say to Gil, um, God bless you for working for, with Mark Salem. Anyway, Neil, good morning. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Thanks. Hey, I got a 2016 Toyota Tundra with 50,000 miles on it. I own a pest control business, so I'm in and out of my truck probably 10 to 15 times a day. Every third time I get in my truck and start it, the AC doesn't come on. Now, everything, when it does come on, it's cold and it runs uh, perfect. 
but every probably third or fourth time I get in, start the truck, the AC doesn't come on, so I have to shut it off, turn it back on, shut it off about 10 times, and it finally kicks back on. What am I looking at? Well, I think um, I think what a lot of us gray-haired guys would do, we need to know if we got power and ground to the compressor to light it up. So if you go to the air compressor, you're going to find a plug with two wires. I'd certainly take that off, put it back on about 10 times, you know, on, off, on, off. What you're doing is cleaning up the contacts. The okay. other thing, then the low-pressure switch handles the negative side, typically the negative side of the trigger, and the high-pressure switch handles the high side of the trigger. So if we have too low, we'll, the, the ground will drop and the compressor will come to a stop. And if we have too high of pressure, then it will kick the, kick the other side of the leg off. Does that make sense to you? So you have low yeah. pressure and high pressure. Then I'd want to know those. But how many miles are on it? 50K, right? Yep. Have you ever had the, the air conditioning serviced? Uh, no. Okay. I think I'd have somebody do some electrical analysis. You know, I'll tell you what. Is there a U-Haul place close to you? Uh, there is. Okay. I go buy a little, well, you can go to an auto parts store. I buy a little pigtail that I put a tail light in. <laughs> and, and then I just take the two wires and I just jump them across the, the air compressor. So when the compressor comes on, then power and ground is there. And when the compressor doesn't come off, then one of them is missing. That's the test that needs to be done. We need to determine, is this a Freon level? And I would do that last. Is this an electrical on the low-pressure switch or the high-pressure switch? Or how come? Now, I need you to do this. Do you know where the compressor is at on your Tundra? Uh, I don't, to be honest with you. Okay. We'll just follow the air conditioning lines to it. Okay? Okay. Have your wife get in. Are you married? I am. Okay. Your wife get in, and she's going to start it up and turn the air on and off. I want you to look at the front of the air conditioning compressor, the front of it. The front okay. will come to a stop when the air conditioning is turned off, and the front will start spinning when the air conditioning's on. Okay? Okay. That, that's the clutch. So the clutch is going to engage and squeeze the belt and turn it on. Sometimes it squeezes the belt. Sometimes it just goes clutch hub to clutch hub. But the clutch is going to make it come on and off, and the front of the compressor spinning means it's on. So when you get a situation where it doesn't come on, then I want you to get out of the car and just look at the front. Is the compressor on or off? Another thing it could be is you could be a fan motor or a fan switch, so I want you to play with the fan switch when you think the air isn't on. Because if you start it up and you say the air isn't on, I think it's possible that the blower motor or the blower motor switch is bad, and you think the air isn't on, but really it is, but we're not blowing any, cross, we're not blowing any cold air at you. Gotcha. So there's two things. I want you to play with the fan switch, and I want you to look to see if the front of the compressor is moving. And, and you know what? If you pull this off and you can name that, you saved yourself $50 worth of diagnostic time. 10-4? Perfect. All right. Yes, Thank sir. You Thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back with Dan Slagle from SNS Tire, and we'll talk to Brad, who's the janitor at SNS Tile, but that means that he cleans up everybody else's mess. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology, 
and techniques, so your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Arizona summers can be brutal. So what do you do to survive? Well, a quick 960 The Patriot survey has the answer with our ultimate summer survival kit going on now at 960thepatriot.com. A green egg smoker valued at over $900, a Yeti cooler, and a $150 grocery card to load the Yeti and your brand new green egg smoker up with goodies. So how do you win? Answer a couple of simple questions in our ultimate summer survival kit giveaway survey. Who's your favorite host? Who would you like to see at our next event? Just answer for your chance to win. Visit 960thepatriot.com right now and look for the Summer Survival Kit banner. Take the survey and you're entered. The ultimate Summer Survival Kit. Make the Green Egg Smoker, Yeti Cooler, and Gift Card yours today. 960thepatriot.com. That's 960thepatriot.com. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the end, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it, it has everything to do with me pushing the right button so Dan from SNS Tire can talk and Brad can talk. Uh, I'm not used to guess. Usually I don't brush my teeth when I'm in here, <laughs> and usually I, I, uh, I don't shave. Well, but thank today. you for brushing your teeth today, yeah, yeah, Mark. Thank we appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is up at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. When you meet Nate, there's two things. He's a giant of a man, and his hands look like tennis rackets. But he's the kindest and the most knowledgeable diesel guy that I know in that area. So if you have a diesel truck, and that's a light-duty diesel truck, don't both foreign and domestic, then Strictly Diesel Service and Repair might be a place that you stop by and talk to Nate. They also sell diesel stuff and parts on their website. So... Nate is a good guy. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a good uh, diesel shop, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road in North Phoenix. Rick, good morning. How can we help you? Hi, Rick. Hi. Um, I'm looking at buying a um, a new 6V6 uh, truck, and I was wondering 
what your recommendation was. You know, I, I this is a this is a question that's really tough because there's um, 811 um, models of cars and trucks on our in our database right now. So, you know, the top five or six is Chevy, Ford, Dodge, uh, Honda, and Toyota. Those are the what we call the double-digit cars. So more than 10, I mean, all the other cars are single-digit of the, of the fleet in the United States. So those five guys, you know, hold down the double-digit stuff. So I'd stick pretty close to that. Um, I, I mean, I'm a Dodge and Chevrolet guy. Dan, what are you driving? Uh, GM. Okay. And how about you, Brad? Uh, GM as well. Okay. So... Um, you know, I, I'm not going to slight the Ford people. Most of them have just recently got out of jail, so they're, they're, they're certainly be somebody that you would want to talk to. But I'll tell you, one of them might stay away. I'd stay away from the, the new Eco Diesel from Dodge. Um, okay. they, it's having a problem with the EGR valve and a plastic intake manifold, and the repair is north of two thousand to three. It's between two and three thousand dollars. So we've got some fleets that got those that purchase those trucks, but they're timed out and miles out with respect to warranty. So I think it's going to take a couple years to fix those. So I'd stay away from those, but the V6 and the Chevrolet and the Dodge um, without the diesel. Um, and then Toyota is a good truck as far as I'm concerned. And you guys got any opinions on it? Okay. Thank you guys are Toyota and GM guys. And I'm the same. So I think you stick with those. To be honest with you, here's my challenge to you. Here's my... I'm going to challenge you. Buy the truck for the sticker. If the sticker says $31,000, you say, I'll write you a check. That includes sales tax license, stock fees, desert protection package, um, uh, and a deodorant that uh, masks any unusual smells in the car. The, 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 the pack on those is aftermarket warranty, window treatments, window tinting. By the time you get done, you've got 800 to $1,200 worth of ads that you never ask for. So if you work really hard, they can sell that vehicle for the sticker. And, they're, and they've got a $250 dock fee on there that basically has this young lady uh, to put, put your name and, and, and address in the, in the computer so they can write the paperwork for it. And I don't think that's worth $250 because, <laughs> frankly, my wife's not worth $250 for 10 minutes worth of work, and I sure as heck ain't either. So that's, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Okay? All right. Thank you. Are you welcome, Neil. Rick? Uh, no, that was Rick. Let's go to Dan. Dan, good morning. Hey, good. Thanks for taking my call. I you just bet. bought a 2012 Camry with about 106,000 miles. Okay. It works perfectly. Love the car. My brother-in-law said, oh, well, you better take out the timing chain, get that replaced right away. It's past 100,000 miles, and if you don't do that and the timing chain breaks, then you lose the engine. So okay. is he right? Um. Well, I don't know if your 12 Camry has a chain. I think it has a belt. I'm not certain. I checked. Well, you said you said it had a chain. I know if it's a belt, I'll replace it. Yeah, but if it's no. a chain. Well, you know. um, all right, let me address both of them. First of all, what you do is have the VIN number in your hand and call a couple of auto parts store and say, hey, can I order a timing chain for this, or do you have a timing chain for this? And if they say, no, I, it's not, it doesn't have a timing chain, we show a belt there, then you'll know, you know what it is. Um, as far as the chain is concerned, this is what we do. We, we simply look at the distributor or we look at the camshaft and we put a big bar on the crankshaft because the crankshaft's connected to the idler and the idler's connected to the cam. If we take and rock that wrench back and forth, we should see the bottom of the motor work in complete synchronization with the top of the motor. And this situation I'm talking about is probably going to cost you $50, 60 
So we're moving the crankshaft forward a couple inches and backwards a couple inches, and somebody's watching our hands and the camshaft. And usually we can look through the oil filler cap and look at the camshaft. So if there's a delay and we move it from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock and the camshaft doesn't, doesn't move, that suggests that we have play. But the tensioner will take that up. So I'm not real concerned if it's a chain at 106,000 miles, but if it's a belt, yeah. Yeah, you're five years, well, you're more than five years old. You're seven years old at 106,000 miles. So if it's a belt, I say yes. And here's the question. When you take the belt off of it, are you going to do the water pump, the spring tensioners, the hydraulic tensioners, and the idler uh, pulleys at the same time? Well, I knew about the water pump. I didn't know about the other ones you're mentioning. I'm pretty sure the water pump's going to be in that area. So when you start taking all that front of that engine apart, I say you do everything. I say you do the yeah. upper and lower hoses because they're coming off, so all you're going to be charged in a fair condition. You're going to be charged for just the hoses and belts. You already paid to have those taken off when you when you paid for the belt. So the water pump's going to cost you extra because that's a little bit extra work. But the tensioner, the timing, or the tensioner, the belt, um, the idler pulley, you should do all of that because you don't want to go back in again. So that's right. my advice to right. you. Thank you very much. Uh, you betcha. You betcha. Let me see where we're at. You know, um, Bill and Robert, I'd like you to stay, but I, I'm only. Uh, yeah, I'm only 58 seconds away from having to take a break, and Gil uses really bad words when I miss my breaks. But when I say we'll be back, that means it's exactly 30 after the hour. And like I said, Gil doesn't like it when I miss that. So, Bill and Robert, you're first and second, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. So we do have open lines. And Strictly Diesel I've talked about, but Kurtz Automotive at I-17 and Bell is a great guy as well. He's northeast corner. He's been around a long time. He's a master tech. Eric's a master tech. Jeff is a master tech. And those two young bucks try to be as good of a technician as Kurt and I are, and they only make it about once a week. So if you're up near I-17 and Bell Road, it's a good idea. If you don't have a shop, stop by Kurt's. But if you do have a shop, then you can stop by and have an oil change and see how they treat you compared to the other guy. So that's Kurt's Automotive, I-17 and Bell. My name is Mark Salem. Dan Slagle sitting next to me. Brad sitting next to me, and they're from SNS Tire. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com.
Space Age Auto Paint Store in Mesa says to support our military and veterans by donating time, clothing, or funds to organizations who help them. This message is from Space Age Auto Paint Store at 707 South Country Club Drive in Mesa, serving the area with pride since 1981. They have the biggest variety and largest inventory in Arizona. Nuts, bolts by the piece or by the box, complete side molding supplies, automotive paint touch-up, aerosol cans, and more. Call 480-835-0971 for Space Age Auto Paint Store. Wishing you a Happy 4th of July. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, host David Rothschild will continue his interview with David Mayor Levy to discuss the dark state hijacks the Democratic Party, including the problem with Hillary, the hunt for Trump, and Obama's role. Don't miss this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your fly. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. All about that demon automobile. Welcome back, everybody. I should get my microphone situated and push all my buttons. I've got a studio full of people, so if you have to forgive me because sometimes I'm a little bit frazzled. Nevertheless, Dan from SNS Tire and Brad from SNS Tire sit next to me. We've been involved with one another for 10, 15 years. Absolutely. I knew your father. Um, as a matter of fact, I think um, I I think I was at your dad's funeral. Um, I think I was. Um, he, he, your dad was special to me because he knew lots about tires, <laughs> and yeah. and I would ask him about warranty issues, and I would ask him, "Am I right? Am I wrong?" Um, so it was it was uh, it was once or twice a year 
I I was able to do it. And then every once in a while, he'd call me and say, "How? What are you going to do about this? Are you going to convert them from twelve to to one thirty four and stuff like that?" So we would talk yeah. kind of that way. So, all right, well, hang on just a minute while we take care, care of Bill. Bill, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. All right. I've got a '96 Yukon, and I have an issue with my radio reception on AM only. The antenna. Well, I've replaced the antenna, and I think there's a, three sections of lead. I replaced two of the three. Okay. But uh, it's a uh, obvi- it's a definite electrical interference. Okay. If I if I start uh, put the key in and turn it to accessory, it never happens. Okay. But if I turn the car on as soon as I start the car, and it happens every single time. About a minute later, maybe a minute and a half later, I'll get a very high-pitched electrical interference that slowly goes down, like... And then, is is that the last you hear of it? And then it goes back up until it disappears, and that's the last I hear of it until I start the car again. Okay, well, disconnect the alternator. Um, Mm -hmm. Just unplug the alternator. the alternator. Okay, now, we can't do this where I guess this and you say you've done that. Um, Gotcha. The cables, the AM, has to be away from everything with interference. Why I want you to disconnect the alternator is is because the alternator could have been winding up, coming alive. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I wanted you to disconnect the alternator, and I don't care that you put one on it. I still want you to disconnect it because I want to... Do you want me to pull the the little one, the uh, plug-in, or should I take the big... uh 10 gauge wire off of it. No, you unplug it from the two that plug into it side by side. The two blades. Okay, I don't want it. you to take the, the exciter nut. wire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no, actually that's not the exciter wire. The other one is, and that also runs your light on your dash. But the the 12 volt the, the number 10 gauge you're talking about is that's that's the reflection of the power in the system and that's reflection of the power going out. So that's just the feed, the talk and the listen kind of wire. But nevertheless, um I would do that and I would also isolate the cables that you have and get them as far away from anything electrical as I can. And then the third thing to do is is have somebody either replace the third cable or take it over to Sounds Good to Me on Broadway Road in Tempe. He's been around for 100 years. He's the best stereo guy I know. And I would say to him, would you look at this and tell me what you think and how much you charge me to look at it. But the name of the company is Sounds Good to Me. And they've been my go-to stereo shop for a long time. But clearly it's an interference issue. Clearly it's a problem. You could be having bad ground someplace, which is causing the alternator to delay and then all of a sudden wind up because the noise you're describing is a wind-up on the alternator. So mm-hmm. the question right. is, is where's it coming from? All righty. The, the ground, uh, do you think it would be ground at the radio or the ground at the alternator? Well, here's the deal. The battery should go to the engine. But the engine, we're talking negative side. The engine, the battery goes from to the engine, but the engine sits in rubber. So now we have Mm -hmm. to have a cable from the the engine to the frame. But we also have off the positive cable on your car that's probably missing half of these grounds. From there we go to the fender, or we go to what we call the core support, which is the piece of metal that holds the radiator. Then from the back of the engine we should have a ground that goes to the firewall. So you've got all these grounds that you have to check. Now, I could check all those grounds with a meter in about 10 minutes, and I would do it electronically. So I would look for a volt drop. So my my 
ticker is on the positive, and then I touch this ground, this ground, this ground, this ground, and take all the readings, and I, all of a sudden I find one that's zero, or I find one that's two volts, and all the rest of them are 12, 12, 12, 12, then I found the bent ground. So if you wanted to do a volt drop test, you can Google that, and a volt drop test is basically telling you what the connections are on both sides of a circuit. But the ground could be causing that problem as well. Um, Robert, I'm not going to be able to get to you because I'm up against a break, but please stay there, and I'm going to take you first. I'm not going to waste any time. I'm not going to give the name of the station. I'm not going to give any phone numbers like 602-508-0960. I'm just going to take care of Robert and anybody else that wants to call at 602-508-0960. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. You wouldn't dive into a pool without knowing how deep it is. So why would you dig without knowing what's below? Underground utilities are buried all over Arizona. Accidentally strike one and you could be injured or wipe out services like water, power, and internet. Call 811 or click Arizona811.com to have utilities marked first. It's free, easy, and it's the law. Remember, call 811 or click Arizona811.com. Sponsored by Arizona 811 in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because... I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. 
and the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor, give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. It's 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Dan Slagle is sitting next to me, and he's from SNS Tire. They have three locations on the west side. Then Brad is sitting to my right, and he's the janitor for SNS. He's also part of the principals, but he cleans up messes from everybody else. So we've named him the janitor because you couldn't come up with a name. (laughs) I offered you general manager. I've offered you customer service. I offered you, um, what was that other one where you handle the uh, staff? HR. HR, and you didn't bite on any of them, so I'm naming you the janitor. <laughs> to heck with you. Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've, owned Tom, I've known Tom since 1980s. We've been friends. I trust him to send people to. He does really good workmanship. He has good, great customer service. He has fast turnaround time. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians. And he's the most big-shot fisherman I've ever met in my life. So if you want to go sit in the lobby and talk to Tom about fishing, make your appointment. He's on I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner, and that's Action Auto Repair. Now, one other thing I want to do is I want to go to Robert because I just lied to him. And I told him I'd go straight to him, but I messed up, and Robert... I want to apologize. You have my full attention. Well, this is Robert. You always tell good lies, and it's always with good humor. So, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, thanks for the great information this morning and the past years. I have a 2002 Toyota 4Runner, 112,000 miles. Um, the last three years, I put less than 1,000 miles a year just because of traveling and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so the engine light comes on, and when the engine light comes on, it, uh, it also puts the BSC track light on and the BSC track off light on. I went to AutoZone for a test and they said it was the oxygen center. Uh, you know, I got to do an oil change and other things on it because I haven't done it for a while because I've been putting a thousand miles on a year. Yeah. And so uh, I, I'm at 7th Avenue in Osborne. So is is Harkins the closest or is the best or what, where, where would you go? Well, you got Martins at Indian School on 16th Street. And Martin's okay. has been around since Jesus was a baby. Um, Dave runs it okay. now, but his dad, and I've known his dad since the 60s. And then you've got mm-hmm. 25th Street Auto Repair, 25th Street and Indian School. Those two guys are okay. real close, and either one of them. Now, you have an oxygen sensor code, right? Well, I, yes, and I have a, uh, that's what the AutoZone diagnosed it was. Uh, just, okay. you know, they did their test. and But I have an inspection coming up, so, you know, okay. I figure if they see the light on, they'll, they'll kick me out. So. That's right. Oh, I just want to touch on, based on that, AutoZone doesn't have a prayer in hell of telling you what's wrong with your car. Change the question, Mark. Okay. When you have an O2 sensor, how many times do you replace the O2 sensor? About 25% of the time. Well, what about the other 75%? Vacuum leaks, plugged fuel filters, bad mass airflow sensors, the ductwork between the mass airflow sensor and the throttle body's got a cut in it. There are lots of reasons. We actually replace fuel filters that make the car run lean, which makes the O2 sensor scream lean. We, it's just, And he's looking at a code. His job is to sell you parts. And he says, oh, you have an oxygen sensor code. You're lucky that he didn't say you have four of them, and altogether it's 850 bucks. You're lucky that you didn't bite on that. You're lucky that you still have the $800, but I can give you one example every week of somebody coming in on a $400 mass airflow sensor because the three-whiskered kid that doesn't even have any hair on his chest told them that he needed a mass airflow sensor. Can you okay. tell you wound me up? 
<laughs> so just tell. So Harkins is easier travel. Is there any reason not to go to them? Oh no, not at all. Thing? Not okay, at all. Because it's down. easier to go to the. It's easier to go to the west than the. Oh. To me, anyway. So right. so okay. So it, it, yeah. So good. So what you've told me is really was don't go in and tell him I've got a diagnosis. Just tell uh, him here it is and do what you can do with it. Okay. So no, that's what is, I need to tell him. This yeah. is what you say. Yeah. I got a check engine light on. Uh, how much is your diagnostic? And he's going to say, Ellen, you're going to talk to Ellen, 75 to 125. Yep. You say, okay, yeah. you're going to call me with the, the, the repair afterwards. So you have three things. You have the diagnostic, then you have the part, then the installation of the part. Now, this could be something we plug in the vacuum line. So you just say, I have a check engine light. What's your diagnostic? And call me with an estimate. That's all you do. Fine. All righty. Good. All right. And I, and I want the, I want it, I, I, I want, I mean, just one other, I mean, I want to tell them, you know, I want an oil change and I want them to check you know everything so i mean and you, know, you tell them been... belts hoses fluids and uh, tires those are the four big belts, dogs hoses fluids and tires thank you all righty good luck thank, thank you. you robert brian you're up next brian hello brian hey mark hey how you doing i'm good thank you very much i i actually just called to say hi you gave me my first job um did do you still like me <laughs> I do. I do still like you. I didn't. I didn't work there for a long time, but you gave me some great advice. Wait a minute. Are no, you related you... to Maury? I am. Okay. That's me. I know who you are. I know who you are. We've only yeah, had I like. Wanna, I just... No. Go ahead. You. You were a good technician. I. I liked you, and I had talked to Maury about you. Um, I hope you're doing well. Are you still in the trade? I am. I own my own shop, and I didn't want to say my last name because I don't want to advertise for free on the radio. No. What's the, what's the name of your shop? Zemp Auto. Zemp. Z-E-M-P Auto. That's right. All right. Where are you at? Corner of Val Vista and Southern. Val Vista Southern. Okay. All right. I, I'm done with you. The rest of you, if you live near Val Vista and Southern, Brian worked for me for a very long time ago. He's a good guy. He knows right from wrong, and he never came up front with a laundry list of guesses which is a lot of other technicians have a bad habit of doing that. Not only that, he was an admirable employee. He was he was just a good employee. He's exact he's married now, but he's exactly the kind of guy you hope your daughter brings home. Okay? How did I do, Brian? I did not I didn't you did great, but I did not call the advertisement. I know I that. But see, I um, I'm I'm the boss of this airplane, so I can do anything I want and I respect you and you're a good part of our business, so why not? Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I just called to say hi, tell you I like your show. I, I I listen when I have time. I own my own business, so I don't have time a lot. But I, uh, I, I I just I was laughing at your last call because five to ten times a week, what do we get? Someone who comes in and says, "Auto's owner O'Reilly diagnosed my car," and I say, "No, they didn't. No, they didn't." You like my three whiskered kid comment? Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, so, well, the kid with no hair he, on his chest or three whiskers, he, yeah, I don't think he's the kind of guy that you want to guess, you know, hundreds of dollars on. But, Brian, I got to go, but I want to tell you something. Thank yep. you for calling, and I know you didn't call for that reason, and I didn't know you were coming in. I didn't even know if I was going to guess right. That's why I didn't use Maury's last name. But um, I, I figured. But I, I know exactly who you are. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for your compliments Thanks, to Bob. me as well. Okay. Bob, you're up. How can I help you? Good morning, Dr. Mark and Dan and Brad, wasn't it? Yes, um, good morning. Good morning. Um, I know opinions are like 
anal cavities. Everybody got one, and they all stink. But since I got three of you there, <laughs> we can really, we can really, we can really smell the place up. It's okay, the stink part I've never heard before. Have you ever heard oh, that? I haven't heard that one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Whenever somebody says, "Well, my opinion," well, you know yeah. about opinions. But anyway, here's here's my uh, quandary here, and I need I say. Um, I'm up in Denville, Colorado right now. My best friend passed back in February, and he, uh, his daughter, I'm here helping out the family get some stuff straightened out. His daughter just gifted me his 2004 Ford Explorer, four-liter, uh, four-wheel drive, 126,000 miles. Excellent condition, the interior and the body and everything, except for that crack that they have on all of my understand in the back window. Yeah, uh, or not the window itself, but you know that part down below it. Um, Four wheel drive. Like I say, I live in Phoenix, but I did a lot of research on this, and I understand they have transmission problems. What would you do? <laughs> um, you know what? I, that's an easy question. You guys have an opinion? What would you do, Dan? I'd I'd run it. I'd drive it till it died. Yeah. I'd drive it till you had symptoms. I'd drive it and enjoy it. Turn on the music, whatever he your buddy it's used a nice to play. Gift. And it's a nice gift. Be country boy, definitely. Okay, there you go. There you go. Put some country western music on, and and uh, he'll ride with you. But but let me explain. The car is an old car. You didn't pay. Any, you don't have any money on the basis of it. I want Nothing. you to take this tilt, fix things as they pop up. I don't want you to do a bunch of preventative maintenance, but I want you to do the preventative maintenance, but I don't want you to go out there and fix something before it raises its ugly head, unless, of course, you're in for an oil change. And he says, Bob, you need to come here and look at the brakes, or Bob, you need to come and look at this fan belt that's coming apart and the top of it's ripped off and stuff. Then you deal with it. But I want you to drive it, enjoy it, and fix things as they come up with and do some, do some oil changes and tire repairs in the middle. But no, okay. I I would I wouldn't worry about all the other stuff that you had. Uh, I've got a good shop here, really good shop that I've used from time to time. Should I take it in and maybe have them go through it, pay for a, a diagnosis or anything, or just drive it till they're equipped? <laughs> Let me ask you: You guys have like a used car check over where people bring a car in? We do. Okay, and give me a parameter with. Re- I think I think ours is between ninety and one hundred twenty-five dollars, just depend on how big the monster we have is. Two, we have two yeah, levels. See, we that's have worth a, it. Okay. Yeah. We Go have ahead. we have two levels. I think one's uh, about fifty bucks, and the others around one hundred and ten. And that's the big dog. You're going to be checking emissions and codes yeah, and all that kind of that's stuff. Great. Okay, that's great. so I, okay. I think the answer to your question is is that's called a used car checkover in my world. I, and okay. I want a full-blown analysis along with prices. Thank you very much. And let's mark the ones that are going to break down immediately, and let's mark the ones that I'm going to have symptoms on. Let's mark the ones that you won't let me take your grandkids you know, to McDonald's two right. miles away. That kind of discussion is a good one. Okay? Yeah. Okay. I appreciate uh, it. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. You, you know, uh, I'll bet you that you guys can tell stories about used car checkovers where they've taken it back to where they went and they did the list you gave them. And sure. and that's that's fun. So you charge them 100 bucks, and we wrote a lady with a maxima not too long ago, a $500 this is now list, right now. And she went in there, and I also said, we said, the staff said, um, you got no trade-in. This car has a private party sale dealership sale and a, an auction sale and we think you should be north of the private party 
So she went and got a discount on the car using the numbers we provided her, and they did all the $500 worth of work for free. Then she brought it back to us, and we were happy to verify they did all the work. And so the used car checkover doesn't always hit a home run like that, but it is a very um, – it, it gives them a, at least a good knowledge of what the heck's going on underneath the, underneath the hood and all around the car. So the alternative is you guys have seen someone that brought the car in after they bought it, and you have to be the bearer of bad news? Yikes, yeah. I've, I remember one situation where we did an oil change, and there was actually, there's literally metal shavings that came out with the drain plug. Mm-hmm. They had just gotten this vehicle the day before, and I told them, uh, bring the vehicle in before you purchase it. <laughs> Let us look at it. They yeah. didn't listen, and they ended up arguing over the, uh, with the place they had bought it from, and uh, they ended up not helping him out in that situation. Because so. he signed the as-is document. Yeah. Buy it as-is. It there is, there's stories like that all the time. Right. You can right. get underneath there and find a Coors can wrapped around the exhaust system with a couple of clamps. You know, you, you see all kinds of that kind of stuff. And it, I think you'll both agree. It's kind of depends on who who's selling the car. There's a lot of dealer type operations and used car operations that have their reputation at stake. But it's it's the other it's the private party. And I tell people tell them. Have you, are you the original owner? Um, can I look at your records? Because what happens is, is we just talked to uh, to Bob, and he had it gifted from the daughter of his buddy. All right. Then people will say, oh, yeah, I've had this for a long time. Well, they bought it a week and a half ago. You can find that out on Carfax. Then they're going to turn around and sell it to you. So the reason why they don't want it is because they got a problem. So it's that kind of issue. It's the difficult part is is either do it, do the used car checkover before you buy it or be prepared to take um, a financial whipping. You have a 50-50 chance. Will you agree with me, Matt? Yeah. 50-50 chance of taking a financial whipping um, afterwards. At least you have some negotiation posture there. All right. Well, you guys have a long trip back to the West Valley. Um, they came up to Payson to see me today. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's not true. We're in Tempe right now, but I enjoy I enjoy being around you guys. Um, I'm grateful that you're in your third generation. That gives me hope. Um, and and I don't know anybody else that's done that. I don't know anybody else. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who said that he wanted his son to take over the business, but his son didn't want anything to He's do. Too with smart him. for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, you're sitting here next to Brad. <laughs> hey. <laughs> So um, is this something you can see yourself do for the next 30 or years yeah, or so? Definitely. Definitely. And you enjoy it. Yes, okay. very much so. And yes. making people happy that are mad, that's the best part? Yeah, helping people out, you know, with their with their car problems. But then again, you got the people that come in that um, uh, you, you changed my windshield wiper blades, but my air conditioning hasn't worked since then. We do get that sometimes. Not too, very yeah. much, right. but it does happen. The rest of the people kind of pay a price for that. But in reality, it's just part of our business, and it's up to us to decide. If the uh, repair is $5, I might do it. If the repair is $500, uh, chances of me doing are slim. Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address. Mark at MarkSalem.com. If you have a question, you can always send me an email. If you include your cell phone, I'll call you on a blocked line for obvious reasons. But I will call you back most of the time because I hate to type. And when I type, I only use two fingers, and it's going to take me forever to answer your thing. So I'd just much rather call you. So you're making model. Give me the symptoms. 
Tell me what you think it might be. Don't talk about YouTube to me. And I don't care what the three-whiskered kid said at the uh, local auto parts store. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Brad. SNS Tire, three locations of the west side. If you're over there, I hope you try them. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.